Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. Boys, back at it again. You know what I'm saying? We are here talking Jets. We got a lot to discuss. New York Jets coaching staff, at least, is coming off of the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl. So we're going to discuss a lot, of, a lot about that, a lot of talking about how well the New York Jets staff did. And it's a lot to be discussed about, you know, some of the interactions that they had with players that, you know, could end up on the New York Jets. There's a lot to talk about the impact you know, the senior bowl and some of those players could have on the Jets roster, you know, and on the Jet, on the decisions that the New York Jets can make in the draft. We're also going to be discussing the running back situation. We're going to be discussing Braxton Berrios as well. Salutes to all the savages in the chat as well, shown in all my guys in there. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the show. Listen, folks, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, man. Your boy's on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? Your boy's on iTunes as well. Go over to iTunes. Search The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Okay? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes as well. And give your boy a rating. You know what I'm saying? A five-star rating would be cool. And give me some feedback. Let me know what you folks think about the show. I love hearing, you know, your thoughts about what I'm doing here. Salute to everybody that does. I truly appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm also, as well, for those of you that want to see this handsome face, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just a, a great voice. I look good as well. You know what I'm saying? I look great. <laughs> At least that's what I'm told. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm told constantly. Joe, you're a handsome guy. Hey, I want to share this with the world. We live stream the radio show on YouTube. Go over to Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Again, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to that YouTube page and turn on your notifications so when I post content, y'all will be in the know. You know what I'm saying? So anything that goes on up there, I also have, you know, other videos I put up there as well. When I post that stuff, you guys want to see me live, you'll get the notifications, and you can check right in, no issues. You know what I'm saying? No issues. That's what it's all about. I'm also on Twitter as well, YoungJ000. You can also you can follow that page. You can also follow the show's page as well as at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and follow those pages, and let's get into it. We talk jets. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? That is what we do. So, uh, you know, again, follow your boy across those platforms and get with me. Now, with that said, we're coming off of a senior bowl, man, where the New York Jets sat down with that national team, and that's what they coached. And let me tell you something. There was a lot of good things that came out of this senior bowl. There was a lot of good things said about the New York Jets staff, a lot of good things talked, you know, said about their professionalism. A lot of people talked about how great they did, you know, with the young players. And uh, a lot of the players themselves said, hey, I, I loved what I did or I loved working with the Jet staff. I loved, you know, coming to practice and 
just being fired up. It was talked about how energized the staff was. And I keep saying this, and I think a lot of Jets fans truly don't understand this, that, yes, getting the right players in here is important. It's extremely important to get the right players in here to help this rebuild along. But having the right coaching, okay, having the right attitude, having the guys that we need to do to do what? To change the culture here is just as important, if not more. Having the right leader to lead you through this rebuild is extremely important. And it's because we've seen that fail in the past. Todd Bowles, we started the rebuild with him, and uh, <laughs> we saw quickly that he was not the guy. And then what happened, we brought in Adam Gaze, and that pretty much destroyed, you know, two years of the rebuild after that. So having Sulla and his staff come in here, come in with a change of energy, come in with passion, come in fired up, come in wanting to inspire players as well, has been huge for us. And we saw that at the Senior Bowl. Now, the Senior Bowl is big for us because what it allowed the New York Jets to do was really get up close and personal with a lot of players, a lot of young players that we could end up drafting. You get a lot of insight, a lot of, a lot of things that you would not see at the Combine. You know, we saw Ron Middleton. He was the head coach, you know, for, for the bowl. Again, a lot of the other Jets staff kind of took a step back. We saw Ron Middleton get up there, and he led a lot of passionate speeches you know, talked about how, hey, if it moves, hit it. If it don't move, hit it. You know what I'm saying? For those of you that don't know what I'm saying, there's a great video up of Ron Middleton just out there addressing a lot of the young players for they were going out there on the field. And you could just – you could feel the energy. You could – you know, if, you, if you're not a Jets player, it made you want to be a Jets player. It made you want to go run out on the field for that guy. You know what I'm saying? And take on whoever was there. Um, pretty much every player, you know, that played on that national team talked about how much they loved the Jets coaching staff. We also saw players wearing Jets paraphernalia. We saw guys with Jet hats on, all kinds of stuff. I don't know if that's, you know, illegal. I'm just saying that that's what we saw. We saw pictures of that. And it was unbelievable. But the biggest thing is, again, this really allowed the Jets to truly evaluate players. A lot of things that you can hide at the combine, and we've seen the Jets get duped by players in the past hiding things in the combine, right? We saw we drafted Vernon Goldston. He was a bust, but he was a big combine warrior, a guy that, you know, did extremely well. And then we drafted him, we brought him in here. He did nothing for us. Well, here at the Senior Bowl, you can't hide that because they got a couple of days to sit down with you. They're talking to you. They're going back and forth with you. They're discussing a lot of things. They're getting insight on your mentality as well, which is huge. That's huge. Because you can be great physically, you can have all the attributes, but if you don't have it upstairs, if you don't have it upstairs, then you're probably not going to last too long in the league. If you don't have your mind together, if you're not willing to, you know, go through the grind, if you're a guy that's going to quit and give up easily, they're going to see that there at the Senior Bowl. If you struggle and just decide to throw your hands up and give up, they're going to see that. They're going to see those things, the intangibles. That's another thing you need to look at, or a lot of Jets fans I don't think think about when we talk about drafting players, is you also got to think about the mentality of the players. You also got to think about their will. Are there guys that are going to grind? That's why Joe Douglas is big on drafting high-character guys, because when you're in the scrum and things are not looking good and you're down in that game and it's the fourth quarter and you need to make that stop to get the offense the ball back so they can go do what they need to do, do you have – 
do you have the guts to do that? Do you have what it takes to stand up and say, you know what, things are not going well right now, but I'm going to keep fighting? The senior bowl, talking to these players constantly, you know, being able to sit down with them, they were able to evaluate some of those things. Along as well with seeing how players respond to their coaching, which is huge too. There's some players, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that want to be babies. There's some players that you just may not vibe with. When you sit down at that senior bowl and you're, you're telling guys what to do and you see how fired up some guys are, how disinterested other guys are, it makes your evaluation process a bit easier as well. Maybe this guy is just not a guy that responds to what we're doing here. Maybe he just doesn't have the dynamics of what it takes to be a Jet personality-wise. That's huge as well. That is huge. So a lot of those things were seen at the Senior Bowl. And we saw, again, there was a lot of players that has been talked about ever since that bowl as well, okay? Trevor Penning is one of those guys, offensive tackle from Alabama. People are talking about this kid. You know, he's a guy that could end up going in that first round. We got some issues to tackle. We all know. Makai Becton, we love him. We got to wonder, is he going to come back fully healthy? Where is he going to be? If he does come back, can he win the left tackle position? If he does win the left tackle position, guess what? What's going on at that right tackle position? George Fant, yes, can end up sliding over there, but this is, you know, George Fant coming up on his last year and let the New York Jets extend him. What happens with him going into the future? That's a big question as well. Maybe Penning is the guy that's going to be our future right tackle. Who knows? But there's a lot of talk about him. You know, Zion Johnson as well, who, man, let me tell you something. In the running game, this kid's a greater. <laughs> okay? We saw him come in and have some impact. This is a guy that's playing guard out of Boston College. We also saw him, you know, we also saw it talked about as well, him taking snaps at center. He's trying to learn that center position. That's going to up his draft stock as well. Because we got some issues there at right guard. Maybe he's the guy that we take and bring in. Maybe he's, maybe he's our future right guard. Hell, maybe he's, you know, could be a guy that could be a relief guy as well for our depth. We need that too. Maybe he's a guy that the New York Jets look at and say, hey, we could take this kid. He can come in and he can play some center and guard for us. You know, we've seen injuries along our offensive line cost us as well. So that's a guy to keep your eye on too. I'll tell you what, this kid, Trey McBride, his, his draft stock is moving up. <laughs> his draft stock is soaring right now, all right? This is a kid that was already talked about, you know, possibly being a New York Jets. Jets fans were excited about him, but I'll tell you what, after this game, this kid is unbelievable. He's a guy that was talked about going in that, you know, high second round. Some people had him maybe, you know, maybe mid-second round. And there's talk now about him going late first. <laughs> So we're going to discuss that tonight as well. We're going to discuss that tonight. Boye Mafia as well had a great game, player of the game. This guy was all over the place. Edge from Minnesota, he's just getting after it, sacking people. you got to see that his draft stock is probably soaring as well. And Jake Ferguson, another tight end. Jets need some help at tight end. This guy's fired up as well. This guy's doing his thing. So there's a lot of players that definitely performed well and raised their draft stock. And with that, with that draft stock being raised, that could also help the New York Jets as well because guess what that does? What that does is it allows the New York Jets draft capital to become more of an asset. Maybe other teams want to trade up and take some guys. So we're going to be discussing that tonight. We're also going to be talking about the New York Jets running back situation. Michael Carter looks phenomenal this season for us, but we got some guys that are free agents. Tevin Coleman to walk. We're going to be talking about Braxton Berrios as well. 
There's a lot of talk that Braxton Berrios may want $9 million per season. I need to know from Jets fans, are you paying Braxton Berrios $9 million per? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. We're going to be discussing that. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. I call my guys in the chat savages. Why? Because they're savages. All right, and they get after it, okay? Nobody's safe, not even me. Salute to all of my guys, NY Jets FL, Danny O'Dell, Mikey LaFleur is in the building. Salute to you as well. I got the Jets offensive coordinator in here. You know what I'm saying? I got the Jets offensive coordinator in the building. You know what I mean? Salute to Brian Steele, Mr. Magic, Shonen, all my guys, man. So we're going to get to these lines again. 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. First guy I'm going to, I'm going to my guy, Colin, man. I'm going to my guy, Colin. I'm coming directly to him. He knows his Jets. He knows what he's talking about. Salute to you, Colin. I want to thank you for calling in today. How are you feeling, my friend? Hey, good evening, Joe. What's going on? Hey. What's going on, man? It's the last show, too. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Listen, man. We're yeah. sitting here talking about these things that went on in the senior bowl. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts about how the coaching staff did? Because it was a lot of comments about how they did an immaculate job and brought so much energy and passion to the bowl. What are your thoughts about that, man? Yeah, I mean, hats off to the, you know, to the Jets staff. Um, I think that the culture that Joe Douglas, you know, and Robert Stahl is building, you know, it's it's reflecting on – all the other coaches, right? So every, everyone seems to be on board with, you know, what, what they're trying to do there. Um, you know, so the whole culture thing, you know, it, it looks like it's on the right track. So, you know, hats off to those guys, you know, start, starting with, you know, Jody and, and Robert Sauer. Those guys are doing a good job when it comes to that part. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now, when you look at this situation as well, I think – the Jets getting being able to coach this senior bowl, I think, is big because I think it's going to pay dividends as far as being able to scout players and really get the insight that you would need to figure out mm, is this guy a guy I want to draft or not. What are your thoughts about that, man? What are your thoughts about the New York Jets coaching staff being so close to some of these players that could end up being future Jets? That's actually a very good thing for us for the Jets, right? We we get to meet with a lot of seniors, a lot of guys that you know, most likely are going to be around there, you know, in the third round, maybe late second, fourth round. Um, mm-hmm. So they they have a, a good opportunity to, you know, they had a good opportunity to evaluate a lot of these guys and really, like, get to know them close up, right, and in person. So I think that that's going to be an advantage for us in the later rounds as far as, like, guys that we definitely – you know, going to be looking to get. Um, yeah. You know, one of the guys is, is a tight end. Um, can't think of his name right now, but he, no, not not him. Um, he he's going to be an early pick, right? He's probably going to go first or early second round. He might go. There's now, another receiver. Now he might go late first. He might go late first. Now there's a lot of people already talking about him going yeah. first. Yeah, there's there's a guy. Um, he's a New Yorker guy that they possibly can get him in the third round. Um, you know, his data expressed, you know, that he wants him play, playing for the Jets. 
So I mm. wouldn't be surprised if that's the guy that we pick. Um, I just can't okay. think of a name. Maybe the chap can help. Maybe the chap can help out a little um, mm. with who I'm referring to. Um, but yeah, he he could be he could be a guy that you know that the Jets target because um, there's so many needs we have, right? So um, I know everyone is like really high on drafting the tight end in the second round, but if we mm-hmm. don't, and if you know if this guy potentially can be there in the third round, I I think maybe they they wait to get him in the third round, especially if they're gonna um, sign a free agent tight end as well. Um, they may not you yeah. know, go after like a Trey McBride or something like that in the second round. Just, like I said, there's mm-hmm. so many needs to fill right now. So, yeah, just my opinion, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, listen. When you look at the draft, particularly, and again, you talked about uh, guys in the second round. There's there's a bunch of tight ends in this draft. I mean, outside of Trey McBride, who a lot of people already are just like he's the runaway best tight end in the draft. You got Jalen Windermeyer there. You got Cole Turner. You got Jeremy Ruckert, who's a guy. I think he's one of the, yeah, that's, he's the guy that's, that's the guy. Ruckert. Yep. Okay, Jeremy Ruckert. I'm not Rucker. sure. Yep. You said tight end. Yep. I was like, I, I mean, you said wide receiver, but yeah, Jeremy Ruckert's a guy that's been talked about. You know, possibly linked with the Jets. Jets fans love him too. Cade Otten is going to be there. Isaiah Likely. People are just constantly listening. This this tight end class is loaded. There's a bunch of guys. Jake Ferguson too, who I thought played pretty well as well, is also being talked about as well as an option for the New York Jets too. So. Yeah, there's guys out there. There's guys out there that we could absolutely attack, and I think that second round might be where we take them, especially with this tight end class being so deep. But I tell you what, New York Jets fans are in love with Trey McBride. I get it. This guy's the big guy from Colorado. He's handling business, but there's some other guys we could take too. So when you look at this situation right now, you look at you know the impact again that this draft class is having or that the senior bowl is having, you know, within the, within the draft, a lot of people have moved up and a lot of people are, in, are impressed by some of the performances by some of these guys within this, uh, within this senior bowl too. Could you see the New York Jets draft capital becoming more valuable because teams might want to move up for some guys that performed well within this senior bowl? Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I didn't watch the Senior Bowl because I, I just happened to have a separate event at that time. Um, but I did look some follow-up videos. Um, you know, I a lot of guys impressed in the Senior Bowl. Um, but I think for, for the Jets, you know, itself, the, the guys that they may be eyeing up are going to be the guys that they're going to probably draft in the third mm-hmm. round. And, you know, third, fourth, fifth rung. I don't think we have, you know, that many picks. But, um, you know, I, I could see them looking to, you know, get some of those guys in the later rounds for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I'm not sure if other teams are going to be looking to move up, you know, to get some of those guys. Um, but possible, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm, there's I'm more, guys. I'm Can more, yeah, Kenny Pickett yeah, is like a guy. The, yeah, that, like those guys in the in the first round. That, um, yeah. yeah, you know that the one thing with with the first round with the with guys moving up, it's it's really going to come down to you know Joe Douglas and Robert Sala being very clever as to what they do. Right? Um, do they trade out from the fourth pick, or do they trade out from the tenth, or do they trade out from both picks to acquire more mm-hmm. picks? So it's it's gonna it's gonna you know, like some, like they would say, cat and mouse game that Joe Douglas is going to have to play 
to really maximize the potential of those two picks. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that, that's, that's going to be that's the um, million-dollar question none of us has an answer for right now. But I think they just have yeah. to be very clever on, on that four and ten pick as far as what they're going to do. We really can't yeah. go wrong with the yeah. picks because we have so many needs, right? So, you know, you take the best available player at four and ten, and we, we will be filling the need regardless. So we really cannot go yeah. wrong with those two picks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you're talking facts. I mean, again, even, you know, going back, talking about, you know, possibly having teams trade up, I tell you what, Kenny Pickett was a guy that I think a lot of teams are looking at. There's been talk about him possibly going, you know, in the top ten again. So if we're talking about that, you know, maybe he goes maybe eight, nine, ten. Maybe a team like Washington will want to trade up with us to look at, you know, taking him before some other team jumps jumps them to take a quarterback. So that's a guy I think we could possibly be looking at. But and you you talked about something great as well was trading back. Now if you're the New York Jets and you're sitting at ten, right, and you're looking to trade back, what you what is the furthest you think the New York Jets should go? You know that before it's like no man's land for you. What is the furthest down in the first round you would be willing to go from ten? Yeah, I, I think they would have to look the at the board, right? At the at the needs at every position because we need we need a player like seems like every position right now. So, you know, if if you're tra- I would trade back as far as, you know, the 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 pick where I'm still getting potentially maybe a top two guy, you know, so mm-hmm. it could be a top two receiver, maybe 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 it's corner. Maybe it's linebacker, right? But I would go as far back as where I'm still getting at least a top two player. Okay. So you know they they would yeah. have to really you know look at look at you know the players that they think may potentially go. Um, you know if you go back as far as 15, 16, and you can still get Linderbaum, or you can get a line two linebacker. Um, Edge, obviously, you're not going to get a top two edge because you're not even going to get that in the, the fourth pick. But, you know, maybe you get a wide receiver, maybe you get a corner, right? There's so many needs, like I said, we have. So, yeah, why, why not? Why not just trade back, you know, yeah. as far back as you can and, and still get the talent? So, yeah. I can't yeah. give you, like, an Is exact any... number, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. But I would, I would any... say um, trade tra- tra- back if you can. Yeah, is there any scenario good, where yeah. you could see the New York Jets utilizing maybe the capital in some of their mid-rounds to move from the, you know, high in the second round where we are back into the first round to grab a guy? Is there any scenario where you see that? Is that yeah. something you'd like to see the New York Jets do? I um, want to see that happen this year. Um. I would prefer if we, you know, hold the ground at, at, in the second round because that's two picks. That's two early picks. Mm. So yeah. I, I would prefer if we, you know, we trade back on the fourth or the tenth pick and acquire mm. additional picks. But I I don't want to trade, you know, two first, two second round picks to move up to get one guy. Yeah. Like I said, I just feel like we have so many needs and this this is the draft where we have to secure players that come next next draft. We're not looking at the same positions again, right? We we need to really yeah. lock down 
certain positions with these top four picks so that we're not addressing the same positions come next year. That's that's how yeah. I look at it. And that's what I meant when I say they, you know, they really have to be clever with the draft this year, right? We do have pieces in place, you know, Elijah Moore, you know, Vera Tucker. We have, we have some guys. Hopefully Beckton can come back, you know, whether he plays right tackle or left tackle. You know, we still have some, some pieces there. So now we just need to go get the other pieces with these four picks. So I don't want to move up back into the first round. I think there's just too many different talented players where we can just, you know, stay right where we are. And, you know, there's so many guys to get. You know, you can get a guard in the second round. You can get a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, safety. You know, there's, there's so many different positions we need. So I think, you know, Use the four picks to get four players that potentially could be starters for the team. So, yeah, yeah, just my yeah. Take. And there's there's so many guys. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's and that's a, that's a great take because again, we like you said as well. We need so much help. The only way that I could see the New York Jets really moving back into the first round is if they do utilize, you know, maybe that tenth pick or maybe even fourth pick again, depending on how Joe Douglas feels, to trade down and get some significant capital back. And utilize that as just like throwaway capital. Okay, we got, you know, we moved down from 10 to whatever. We got a, you know, maybe a future, a second round pick, or we got a third, a couple thirds or something like that. Let's utilize that, pair that, move up for a guy that we know is not going to be there, you know, when we are there in the second round. We don't feel it's not going to be. Because, again, Jacksonville is there before us. Uh, Detroit is there before us in the second round. We do have two second round picks at 35 and 38. But there's, you know, two teams that are hungry as well, that need talent at multiple spots as well. And if you covet a guy as much as, you know, Joe Douglas, you know, figures that he'll cover whatever player, I think that he'll make a move. And, again, we've seen Joe Douglas make trades up and not get fleeced. I mean, he gave up pretty much, you know, a fourth-round pick, and I don't know what else he gave up, some change or something, to get Elijah Vera Tucker, who was the best guard in the draft, in my opinion. I mean, the kid came in and played Pro Bowl level. So it was like, you know, I, I could see Joe Douglas making a move, especially, again, if there's some capital that's left. But there is some guys, again, in that second round, too. You know, as long as you don't get fleeced, I think that we could still, you know, be active there as well. You know, there's there's some guys that can really uh-huh. attack. Again, you know, you look at the senior bowl, there's a guy, man, uh, uh, Johnson. This guy was, was phenomenal, man. Uh, Zion Johnson uh-huh. was just yeah. – just out there putting people around great. And he's a guy that can go in the mid rounds. Uh, there's another kid, uh, Jermaine Johnson, I believe is a pass rusher. And he, he sparked, we saw him at practices really putting on. So there's so many names and so many guys that can move around. I definitely think again, the senior bowl and the impact and watching these guys could really, really impact the New York Jets draft and how we move up and down this board to really attack guys and our rankings of guys as well. You know what I'm saying from that? So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be, interesting. There, there, it's gonna there's, be a, really there's a lot of talent. Yeah, there's a lot of talent, mm-hmm. and that's why I think that we can stay put. And and because the team has so many needs, there's going to be guy. There's going to be a you know there's going to be a guard there. There's going to be a tight end there. There's going to be an edge mm-hmm. there, a safety there, a corner. There's just going to be just so yep. many guys, wide receiver, right? We like I said, we just have so many needs. So yeah, um, you know to you know trade away picks to move up just to acquire one guy. You know, he, you know, unless this guy that you're trying to get is going to be like, you know, then you know, some pro bowler type guy you're getting, um, 
still think, you know, you stay firm with the four picks. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if, if you want to trade up, you know, if you want to trade, try to trade some, maybe some later round picks to try to move up, you know, maybe back into like, let's say the fourth round or something like that. Um, I'm all for that. I'm all for trading away the later picks that, and, you know, package a couple of late picks and maybe just move one spot up into like the next, you know, earlier round or something like that. Um, yeah. 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 But, but, but this year I just feel like we have four picks that we can solidify four positions on the team. Right. We, we, we have, we just have too many needs to just, you know, go get one guy, you know, trade two picks to get one, one pick right now. Yeah. No, listen, I, yeah. I understand you. So, <laughs> When you look at this Jets roster right now, there's a lot of big questions as well. And like you said, there's holes that need to be filled. But we got a guy that's walking into free agency, and I think he's a, a wide receiver that a lot of people are wondering what's going on with, and it's Braxton Berrios. There's been a lot of talk about his, you know, his, his contract demands. There's been rumors swirling around as well, you know, particularly it came in the time from the Senior Bowl. There's talks that Braxton Berrios might want uh, $9 million per season. If you're the New York Jets general manager, what is the most that you're willing to pay Braxton Berrios, bro? I mean, listen, the, the question I ask myself about Braxton Berrios, I love the guy, you know, hard hard worker. He gives 110% mm-hmm. every time he's on the field. Um, and, you know, rightfully he, 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 he should have and he had to because, you know, you had guys that, you know, wasn't in the game, right? You didn't have Corey Davis half the time. You know, you didn't have um, Elijah Moore, right? The guys that should have been putting up big numbers as well. So Barrios had an opportunity to do what he had to do. He did it in the year that, you know, he know he's going to be a free agent, right? So for me, the question is, did it was was that the max potential that, you know, we saw from Barrios. Can, can Barrios double what he did last year as far as receptions and receiving yards when you have Corey Davis, Elijah Tucker, guys talking about maybe going drafting a Drake London, right? So, so you have to look and say, okay, where does Barrios fit in with, you know, uh, a lineup like that, right, where, you, where you're going to have – you know, Elijah Moore, and like I say, you're going to have Corey Davis. Maybe you have another guy, right? How 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 does, um, you know, does Barrios just become mainly like a fourth receiver now and, you know, special teams guy? Are we giving a guy like that $9 million a year? Um, I don't know. That, that, that's, you know, that's to me. Well, well, I, what, what what is the most that you'd be willing to give him? Like, what is the most you'd be say? Listen, this is the cutoff. Take this or walk away. Seven the max. Seven the max. Okay. You being generous. That's like your boss. Your boss likes you, and he 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 gives you a little extra bonus. That's me being generous right now because honestly, if it was. Me signing, you know, my name on the paper, it probably would have been six. And, you know, we had a guy, we had Andre Roberts, right, as, yeah. um, 
special teams guy. Yep. The guy was great, and we didn't mm-hmm. sign him. You know. Yeah. So. But you know, if, but if even Berlioz, looking at that though, this walks. Even looking at that though, Colin, like you just said as well, and I was going to bring up bring it up too. When you talk about the addition of all these other wide receivers, I think that would help Braxton Berrios because now he's out there working in the slot. You know, working around. You can't double team him. You you got all this attention on all these other places, like you said. You know, you got you know, Elijah Moore out there balling. You got Corey Davis out there. Who knows? Maybe we add Drake London or Williams or whoever. You know, we may add in this upcoming draft. Braxton Berrios was going to go out there, and we've seen him win matchups constantly, especially late down the down the season when he was really featured within the offense, when he was basically the only yeah. guy healthy. And then not only that, right. like so, you said as well, Andre Roberts was the last guy that we had that was even could even kick return. He was an All Pro kick returner this year. How? And again, I'm not so, saying we should pay him nine yeah. million a month. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm saying if you let this guy walk away, then we're, look how long our special teams was hurting. Do you want to have that right, yet again? Right. Do you want to have that issue again? Right. No, go ahead. I'll give you the last word. Right. The, the, yeah. The only the only thing I could see that will hurt hurt the most is is the special teams, right? If Barrios walk, because mm-hmm. the way I, the way I vision it is if if we go out and we get Trey McBride, right? Now you have your your tight end there, right? Mm-hmm. You go out and you get now you have Trey McBride, you have Elijah Moore, you have Corey Davis, and you draft a receiver. Right now, how often is Barrios getting on the field other than special, you know, special teams? You know, so that's that's where there's like that thin line, right? Mm-hmm. Between okay, are we really signing this guy? Or are we not signing this guy? So I think when you look at the whole big picture, um, you know, if I'm in Barrios' shoes and and you know a team comes to me and they're going to offer me more than Joe Douglas is offering. Obviously I'm, I'm chasing the money at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but yeah. you know, there, there, there's, there's, you know, someone else will have to fill the role. Right. Um, yeah, that's how I look at it. Yeah. No, listen, listen, I, I hear you. I hear you. You said $7 million and that was that. I respect it. I respect yeah. it. But listen, yeah. listen, man, listen, Colin, I got to get back to these lines. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You gave us one hell of a call, man. I'm not going to lie. Let me give you a hand, man. Studio audience, please. Go ahead and give us a hand. Y'all doing too much. You know what I'm saying, Colin? I just yeah, I yeah. let them go for a little bit, and it's like they think I'm gonna pay them the more they clap. I'm not gonna pay y'all the more <laughs> y'all clap. Okay? They give them a couple seconds and then stop. I try to tell y'all this every time. You know what I'm saying? That's what I try to do, but they don't listen, Colin. Listen, I gotta get going. Colin, right, I want to thank you yeah. for calling in. You have yourself yeah. a good one, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I tell the studio audience to slow it down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pump your brakes. I'm not going to pay you more money because you clap longer. All right? Slow down. We're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. We're going to get to everybody. When you call in, please be patient. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. If this is your first time watching me, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. 
Also, there's a super chat up there. If you'd like to give to the stream, please do. If you don't want to give to the super chat, you want to hit me in the cash app. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the to the platform is greatly appreciated. Also, hit that thumbs up bell. <laughs> hit that thumbs up button as well. It helps the stream. Helps to get around and again salute to all the savages, Venom G's, Budgeting D, NY Jets FL, all my guys in there. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Next I'm going to my guy Aiden. We're going to Aiden, man. Rusty Steve, hold on one second, we'll get to you folks in a second. Salutes to my guy Aiden. He knows what he's talking about. This guy is a Jets fan through and through. How's it going, my friend? We're talking Senior Bowl tonight. Give me your thoughts about a player that you think performed well at the Senior Bowl that impressed you. Big Joe, what's up, baby, baby? Um, hey, when it comes down to the Senior Bowl, I'm all right, man. When it comes down to the Senior Bowl, I was really impressed with a guy who I kind of knew was going to hold his own, but uh, in, in, in my opinion, didn't lose no rest for the O-line and D-line. It my man Zion Johnson. So he mm, okay. uh, got at Boston College, right? Was their starting yep. right guard, which we need. But he showed his versatility mm-hmm. and took all his reps at center and didn't lose not mm-hmm. near one rep. And he was going against mm. some dogs out there. So um, I saw him go against the uh, the UConn kid, who, who reminds me a lot of um, Foley Fadakasi. Uh, I think his name is uh, yep. Travis Coley, I think. And he and he stoned him. And he stoned him. But uh, everyone else, he walked back to the quarterback and put him in his lap. Like, here, hold that. But Zion Johnson wasn't having none of it. So um, I know a lot. I know um, the kid out of UNI, uh, University of uh, Northern Iowa, he's getting a lot of hype. But I see him get put on his behind a couple of times, man. Um, you know, I seen him lose reps. I seen some bad footwork. I seen him get his hands outside and, and give up his chest and get get bull rushed. So I see a lot of hype in him, but not not too much production. I, I don't see a lot of the uh, um, uh, the, the sure steadiness that that. That that um that um that um that that we need for, from a from a tackle position, which I still believe in Beckton. I don't really really want to touch tackle as a as a as a as a top round pick right now, if I can. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jermaine Johnson did his thing too. Uh, pass rusher yep. from Florida State. He did it. He did his dizzle. I mean, I seen him on tape. I seen some good things, but he 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 let it all hang out during the Senior Bowl. So I mean, those are my two yeah. top top two performers. Uh, with him. Uh, Zion Johnson, Jermaine Johnson, and uh, even Kobe Bryant from from Cincinnati, the cornerback from Cincinnati, he, he held his own. So um, mm-hmm. I, I saw some things. I saw some things. Like maybe we can get some of these guys uh, in the later rounds. You know, we get the relationship with the with the Jets, and um, you know maybe maybe we can you know pick you know, still some still some uh, still some top prospects for once. Yeah, yeah. Now when you talk about and, and again, and I want to thank you for calling in because you're already bringing the heat. Now, you talked about a lot of these guys playing well, some of the things that, you know, you were impressed by a couple guys as well. Now, some of these guys, their draft stock is raised. Do you think that does good things for the New York Jets draft capital? Do you think that some teams are watching these bowl games and go, whoa, here's a guy that we may not have taken, but his performance here performed so well, we might want to move up for him. Could you see a team be willing to trade maybe 10, make trade up to 10 with the New York Jets, maybe take that and New York Jets trade down? for a player that performed well in the senior bowl? Unfortunately not, man, because uh, what, 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 what needed to happen was the quarterbacks needed to show out. You know, I was hoping that Daniel mm. Pickett did his thing, the quarterback from um, um, Pitt. Uh, I was hoping um, Ryder from, 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 from Cincinnati did some things. 
they, they were all kind of ho-hum. You know, they didn't really – no one really separated themselves. Um, Malik Willis did, um, the, the quarterback from Liberty, a small school kid. Yeah. But I don't think enough for someone yeah. to say, you know what, I got to go get this kid at 10. So, um, unfortunately, I, I think maybe it might hurt us when it comes down to a guy like Zion Johnson, where a lot of people probably – he was kind of off the radar. Maybe we could have schooled him at – second, maybe even, like, third round or traded back one of our second-round picks and got him in, in the later round yeah. for the second-round pick. But, nah, the, the, the Cavs have to bag on him. Um, uh, <laughs> if we want him, so that's over. Um, but maybe over. if people – that's over. Um, if we wanted to maybe trade our 10th-round pick, like, if we didn't get an edge rusher, because I know a lot of people say maybe we should go O-line, just kind of, you know, solidify the O-line for once. Um, um and then maybe get like that kid, um, uh, Okemu Okwani out of New York, uh, North Carolina State, a guy who can play some guard yeah. and some tackle. So you know we have some depth there if we don't get back Moses. So we can have him as a swing tackle or a guard, and even uh, uh, Vera Tucker could play played some tackle at USC. So now we have yeah. that versatility on from the guard tackle position, um, and maybe get LDT as a as a backup. Uh, and you know we have Connor McGovern. That's kind of what probably four to five line. And then maybe if we trade back our 10th round pick, and we can get Jermaine Johnson as as a lit around pass rusher. So that's kind of where it might help us, and maybe parlay that into um, you know that that 10th round pick to get a, a a number one receiver out of the draft, or at least a productive receiver, and maybe Jermaine Johnson in the back end of the first round. So you know we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see, man, we'll see. But no, I don't think well, the quarterbacks, if they did their thing, would have helped us, but they didn't do enough. Well, I mean, Pickett, Pickett has definitely been talked about quite a bit. He's a guy that a lot, some people are saying might be a guy that can go in that within that late 10, maybe 8, 9, 10, something like that. We'll see. Maybe I, I look at it like maybe a team will really be willing to trade up. I could see maybe Washington knocking at our door saying, hey, we don't want to get jumped. Maybe maybe they grab him. Who knows? But like you said as well, there's some there's some other guys that can definitely be on the board for us. Now, you talked about trading down. What is the furthest that you believe the New York Jets should trade down? For you, if you're looking at it, you're the Jets general manager, where is the holding point for you where you're like, ah, I'm willing to go down, but not that far yeah. because I don't want to be in no man's land? Yeah. Uh, maybe – I'm not touching my fourth-round pick. You can probably okay. – you know, we could probably do some business in the tenth round. Uh, unless you give me a King's Ransom for the fourth you round. Mean the, I mean, the tenth pick? One, you mean the tenth pick? Yeah. You, you well, if you want to okay, talk okay, about okay. my fourth-round pick, I, I need you to sell your soul, your grandmother, your grandmother's grandmother if you want the fourth-round pick. For, for number four? Saying? For number four. That's okay. right, for number okay. four. For number four. But okay. for number 10, is most likely where we could probably do business. And I'll probably go as far okay. as maybe 15, 16. You know, maybe Litterbaum will be there. Like I said, um, Jermaine Johnson. You know, I feel like we got to really show up the, the, the both sides of the line of scrimmage or at least get a playmaker for um, – for, um, for, for Zach because, you know, I'm tired of seeing this guy have nowhere to go to, you know, and he's just running for his life. Talk about it. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you talk in fact there. We, we cannot have that. I don't want to see another PCL injury. I don't want that as well. But when you're talking about trading down, let me tell you something, Aiden. There's a lot of people that are in love with Trey McBride, all right, and his draft stock, it was high already before. But now people are saying yeah. that this guy is going to go – we're talking first round. We're talking mid to low first round. Are you yeah. willing? 
if you're the Jets general manager, would you be willing to stack some capital from your mid-round to trade back into the first round to grab this guy? Because there's some people thinking that maybe a team is going to be willing to jump us to take him high in the top of the second, or that Jacksonville might look to take him high in the second. What are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I think I think we might have lost it on Trey McBride. He he did his thing. He did doing his thing. I think he shot shot to the moon. So we gotta you know, so we gotta kinda pivot. But um, you know, it's luckily for us though, this is a, a deep a deep draft class, you know, uh, as far yep. as tight ends go. So I mean, you know, I would yep. you could pivot over to Jeremy Ruckert, you could pivot over to Charlie Collar. And actually they said the most impressive guy at the senior bowl was a little known kid out of UCLA, Greg uh Dolfich. And I mean I've seen mm-hmm. him burn my linebackers, I mean, it left them in their in their dust, and he's a willing blocker. So uh, yeah. he has a little bit more length um, than than Trey McBride. So you know, sometimes you know these guys get marked as number one, and you know it'd be someone who who just comes out the dark horse, you know, a dark horse who winds up actually performing well in the league. So um, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I, I like Trey McBride. I think he'd be a great fit. I know we want to be a twelve personnel team, but um, you know, if we can. You know, get a an Njoku. I don't think we're getting a guy from the Cowboys. I, I don't think I don't think he's coming here. I think he's going to probably get franchise tag. But I mean, if we mm-hmm. pair him with a free agent like Njoku or uh, someone who's even saying Darius Myers from the Dolphins, uh, you know, Gasecki really doesn't fit. But you know, with a Greg Dolchich who's six five uh, or a Jeremy Rucker who's six six, Kolar who's six six, and they all block and you know they all got good hands and they can all kind of separate. I, I'd have to do that as opposed to maybe give up some of my mid-round picks that I could really, you know, hit on. I mean, because these mid-round picks are, you know, at the top of these rounds, you know. I mean, we, we were bad. Yeah. We're going to stink. We're going to stink for a reason. So, you know, That's I'm not really really willing to give it up for for, for McBride, you know, because he's, he's not Kyle Pitts. You know, he, he's not. He's not. You know, we, we, we if we took Kyle Pitts or, 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 or someone like that who's a unicorn, I get it. But I think his production could be met with some of these other uh, uh, prospects. Yeah, yeah, and I heard you. You know, talk a little about a little bit about Gasecki. I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that want Schultz, and that's that's the guy from Dallas. I get it, and like you said as well, I don't think he ends up coming here. I really do think he's either going to get franchise tag or he's going to go somewhere else. I just I like him. I just something tells me he's not going to end up here. But I'll tell you what: if Mike Gasecki ends up hitting free agency. I, the Jets have to hit this guy up. I know people are talking about the blocking and blah, 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 right? That, that's that's cool and everything, whatever. I watched this guy cook us for years, okay? Facts. I'm talking about Facts. all the way. I watched all the way. Scorched us, run away from our linebackers, dust our safeties off. He cooked yes. a couple of our corners as well. He's catching touchdowns, yes. and he's a big body. Look, I get it. He maybe is not the best blocker, but look, you can throw a, a, a stone in the NFL and hit a blocking tight end. Blocking tight ends <laughs> hit the free agency market all the time. You can get him from anywhere, all right? This guy, this guy, Gasecki, if he's on the market, you got to chase him. I'm sorry. I, I, I Look, hey, I get it, but I if Mike Gasecki is out there, Joe Douglas has got to make that call for me, man. He's got to, bro. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I, I, would, I would take a throw at it. I think you know, uh, you know, you 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 don't always have to fit the round peg in the square hole. You know, work around your players, man. If your yeah. players can't block, then then no cold blocking plays for him. Jeez, you know, put them out in the slot. That's what I'm saying. Cook, right, let them cook the safeties and linebackers like you did cooking out safeties, not linebackers. Man, man, I'm talking working us now. When you look at the New York Jets right now, this wide receiver core, there's a guy Braxton Berrios hitting free agency. There's a lot of talk about him, man. 
Now after senior bowl, Peyton Manning's money. Swirling. Nine Peyton million a money. season. Are you willing Stop to give messing. Hey, are you willing to give him nine million a season? Hold on. Talk to me. Hear me. Hear me when I say it. Pay this man. I'm listening. His money. Stop playing around. Okay, you're not. You're not all right. So people are saying right, the squirrel number is seven million. I respect. Here we right? go. I, I hear it. Go I ahead. hear it. But I mean, for two million, you're gonna lose. Right? Everyone says, oh, he's a fourth receiver. He was a fourth receiver. He was a fourth receiver. Was he Zach Wilson's fourth target this year? Let, let, let's keep it 100. Was mm-hmm. he? No. He was like his second or, or sometimes his first. All right? Our wide receiver core is a mash unit for the past two years. I mean, these guys can't mm-hmm. get out their own ways. Like, it's like they get a hangnail and they're done for the year. So who, who, what's the best ability? Availability. And who's been available for us? Burials. Who's one third down for us? Burials. It hasn't been Elijah Moore. It was like, oh, Elijah Moore could do it. Elijah Moore could do it. Elijah Moore could do it. He ain't doing it. He just he, he ain't doing it. He's not doing it. And and in my opinion, the the jet sweeps, the end arounds, I seen Elijah Moore try to do it, but he don't do it with the same success that Burials has done it. He's not weaving in and out. He's he's got speed, but I'm not sure if he has the short area quickness that Burials has 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 shown us. Not just one year, two yeah. years, but since he got here from us. Since we got here from us. We took him from the Patriots, right? You know, if we don't pay him, yeah. you know what's going to happen? He's going to go back to the Patriots <laughs> and cook us. Cook us. Oh, man. All right? Uh, or go back yeah, to Miami. He's from Miami. Come on. We're going to strengthen yeah. We're going to strengthen our, a- our AOC rivals, our AOC rivals, if we let him go, for $2 million, right? We did that to Robbie Anderson, right? Damn it if we didn't wish we had Robbie Anderson two years ago. Where would this wide receiver court be? For $2 million. Stop. It's, yeah, people act like it's their money they spend it. <laughs> right? Get, get off the right, right. Yeah. Unclutch your purse. Yeah. Okay. And let him. Because who else are we paying for my own, right? We let Foley Fulikasi go, right? We're not going to sign him, uh, uh, Robert Morris, right? We're going to let him walk. Um, uh, we're not bringing back any of our tight ends, right? So that money got to go somewhere. Yeah, all right? It's, it's air. It's air. The money is air. So why not keep okay. a homegrown talent who plays like a demon on offense, on special teams, he's a, he's, a, he's the first all-pro we've had since Vietnam. And we're going to tell him to go take a hike mm. for $2 more million. I mean, really, think about it. Think about it. Who are, you, who are you replacing him with? Is it Crowder? No, he's gone too. So yeah. you're saying, oh, well, we didn't give Andre Roberts that, and that look how our special teams has been ever since. Mm. So yeah, fans are going to say, we don't get nothing nice. We don't get nothing nice. We don't get nice. You get something nice, and then you walk, and then you let him walk out the door. And then you say, how come free agents don't want to play for us? Because you don't pay them. They one guy's going to say, you know what? I'm, I want to play with Zach Wilson, where I may or may not get the ball thrown accurately to me. There may be an old line that may or may not stand up to the rush. You know, I want to play for the bottom basement of the AFC East Jets. Zach is going to say, hey, mm. I'll do it. Just give me $2 million more. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna clutch our purse for that? If you mm. can name me someone to replace with right now, then I'll sign on, on a dotted line. But if you need to bring in two or three more guys to fix what Burials does, and this guy has been there doing that, and and has been yeah. a locker room, you know, and has been a, been great in the locker room, has been has, he's been doing everything you ask of him, you know, what kind of message does that send? That yeah, yeah. man, no, why, why should I come? Right, and just the taxes yeah. alone I, in New York and New Jersey, you you he needs that two million dollars. They were taxed him to death. When you I, go listen, to Miami, I, I, where I, I, they don't even have tax. They don't have to tax. I, and I that's listen, a I, and I hear you. I, I I've I've gone back and forth with a lot of people, and my initial thing was seven, 
to eight million, and people were like, "Oh, Joe, seven to eight million, even that, you know, six is at the most." And I was like, "Listen, Braxton Berrios, at the end of this season, he was like the only guy that was healthy. He was the relatively healthy this season as well, and he was making plays consistently this season. And this was a guy right. that even I That's admittedly right. talked about possibly not even making the roster. Remember when Denzel Mims yep. was the big thing, and we we're all those things. Yep. And then sure was. You also talk about you talk about the kick returning ability as well. Like, mm-hmm. dude, he's an all-pro kick returner. Now, look, I, I, I'm not fully on the $9 million per season bandwagon. I'm not on that yet. But what I am saying is I see what people are talking about. When A's bringing the take like he's bringing it right now, and I'm going to give him his props. I'm going to give him his props because everything he's saying is facts. I just $9 million. Nine million a year is just a little tough for me. It's just a little tough, but I hear you. I hear you. Hey, That's what Randall Cobb is getting. Randall Cobb is getting nine million yeah. out the slot. One yeah. person goes down. Yeah. Who's the next person coming up on this roster right now? Yeah. One person goes down. Who's the next one? It's Max Barrios. Yeah. Football is a hundred percent guaranteed injury, injury, injury sport. You need death. We keep mm-hmm. saying we need death. We need right. It says, oh man, we got the Wayne Corbett's of the world. Who do you think Barrios is? Who do you think Barrios is? Yeah. So if you don't want to up two more million dollars for that, then you know you get what you get. You get what you get. Yeah. You know you can you know you can bring the corpse of Randall Cobb here or whatever, and you'll see what happens. It's not the fire. It's not the yeah. same guy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. So I know what JD is going to do because he's kind of shown his hand. He's not going to pay this man. He's going to walk out the door, and he's going to go out to <laughs> Miami and the Patriots for lower, for cheaper. He will go for cheaper because um, mm-hmm. they're contenders. They're contenders. We're not. We, are, we yeah. have to understand where we are in this rebuild. We're not going to pay anyone else in our own camp. Not two more million dollars is not going to stop us from signing some key free agents. It's not going to stop us from signing yeah. Schultz if he comes to us. But not many people are going to come to us. So we have a weapon here in home. He's just saying, hey, give me two, two million more dollars. Pay me like a respectable slot receiver will. Right? He's not asking for the for the top of a slot receiver. He's asking for like mm-hmm. kind of that middle range. There's other people who get paid like um, I think Schuster plays mostly at the slot. He gets like almost fifteen billion dollars. He's not asking for that, and he don't do no specials at all. So mm. I'm telling you, we're gonna get hurt in the receivers, and we're gonna wish we had burials. He, yeah. my words, he's not gonna no. sign here. When the nigga, we're we're gonna hold on to our purse strings, and we're gonna regret it. We're gonna regret it. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, I hear you. I hear you. That was a great point there. Now, my final question before I let you go, man. You look at this New York Jets running back situation. Give me your thoughts on the season that Michael Carter had. What was your evaluation of him? And do you think we should re-sign Tevin Coleman? I think Michael Carter is our one, no question about it. The offense, in my opinion, runs through him as as it stands right now. Because really, besides Michael Carter, name one person. This is, why, this is why I'm so hard on, on bringing back barriers. One, name one person on the offensive weapon that we have that puts fear into anyone else's heart. I'll wait. Name yeah. one person. Yeah. All right? So well, Michael Carter can be that guy. Can be that yeah. guy. His trajectory is heading towards that guy, that, that weapon, who, man, now you got to stack the box, and maybe we can hit some guys on the outside. Right? Um, uh, with that being said, he's cheap. We got him. I'd love to pair him with another um, a, a kind of a power back who can move a little bit. Um, for me, yep. that guy who was that Charbonnet, um, a UCLA guy, but he went back to school. So that was my man crush of the draft. And it hurt me when he went back to school. But go ahead, brother, do what you're going to do. I bet you that guy would be a second-round, first-round pick next year. Um, 
Yeah. But you know, you know, you know what's so crazy to me? Um, I felt Josh Adams, right? When we had him, I felt he was that complimentary back. You know, six one, two twenty five. He has speed. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, he, he he's not going down in 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 a pile. You know, Michael Carter, you know, in between the tackles. He has great contact balance, but he's not pushing that pile. You see what I'm saying? You know, he's not going to push that pile. And some of those dirty yards you need, you know, you need a bigger back for that. And I don't know why we let go of Josh Adams. I felt like we should have cut uh, Pirine and kept Josh Adams, and we would have had that guy who's not blazing fast, but fast enough to kind of duck his head down and get those dirty, nasty yards when we needed it. And uh, mm-hmm. a bigger back to pick up those those blitzes who 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 just screaming at Zach Wilson. You know what I'm saying? The the Jets had a lot yeah. of problems in their pass protection, and it wasn't all on the line. Some of it was just the back, and sometimes it was Michael Carter just getting overwhelmed. He's five nine two two hundred, and I mean some of these guys is coming downhill in the a gap, and they two fifty. You give them forty pounds, and they and they running full speed. Yeah, you're getting overwhelmed. So, you know, I I think we kind of played ourselves by not having a big back um to to, 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 to kinda of like neutralize some of these some of these uh butchers. Yeah. And then and there's other guys again in free agency. Matt Breeder, I know I think is gonna be a guy that's gonna be out there as well. He has familiarity with the system. He's a guy that we could possibly bring in and help us too. But like you said as well, looking at the running back situation, maybe the Jets take a guy a little bit later on in the draft, you know, maybe in these late rounds that could come in and fill in but again, there are some other guys that played well. Like you said, Austin Walter played, I think, played solidly too. Uh, again, we'll see what happens with Ty Johnson. He was kind of disappointing this season. See if maybe yeah. he rebounds next season. I think he's going to be fighting for a spot. So we can go forward without Tevin Coleman, I think, be okay. Again, but with Michael Carter playing the way he did. The only thing I'm worried about is I just need him to be fully healthy for a full season. That's the only thing I want to see with Michael Carter. You know what I'm saying? Going That's forward. the bugaboo. So, yeah, That's the bugaboo. Hey. Listen, hey, you brought the fire tonight. Let me give A a hand. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he brought the heat. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, brother. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I done told y'all not too much. Y'all shut it down right perfectly at the right time. I told y'all not too much, and y'all, y'all starting to understand. You know what I'm saying? I don't pay y'all like that. Listen, A, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You really bring the heat, all right? You got it, brother. Take it easy. All right, you have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Listen, all savages going off in the chat. I see NY Jets FL saying, hey, Cordell Patterson may be a guy that we should look at. Yeah. I could see Cordell coming in and maybe making some waves here, but again, you got to attract him as well as a free agent. You got to get these guys in the building and sign them. I understand Braxton Burial said nine million. I don't know, man. There's a case to be made, though. I will say that I'm not saying that I'm on that bandwagon as of yet. I'm still in the six, seven, maybe eight kind of bandwagon right now. Nine million, you know. But I tell you what, Braxton Burials put on this year and made a lot of plays, and not just that. He made a lot of plays on special teams. Dude is an all-pro kick returner. My goodness. <laughs> Everybody's saying we can just go get somebody, you know, from college. We said that when Andre Roberts walked away. And it was years before the all-pro kick returner, Braxton Burial. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to keep on talking about that tonight. Again, we're getting back to these lines, 515 602 
515-602-9629 is the number. Call in. Please subscribe to the channel if you have not. Hit that notification bell and also give the stream a thumbs up. You can donate through the Super Chat or through my Cash App. Anything you give to the program is greatly appreciated. So we're getting back to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Rusty, man. We're going to Rusty. Steve, we're coming directly to you after this. Rusty, salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Rusty, I know you got some heat to bring to us, my friend. Braxton Berrios, people are talking about $9 million, giving them $9 million, man. What are your thoughts about this? Would you give Braxton Berrios $9 million per if you are the New York Jets general manager? What's up, Joe? Salute, Savages. And hell no, I give Cheerios $9 million. No way. <laughs> He's trying to get us to do that, that like near Jets tax. Not happening. That, that ship has sailed with geese, and it's not happening no more. And he wants to get cute. It's all good. You know, there's a kid out of UCLA, um, Kyle Phillips, who would love to take his job away from him, and he could do it. I, and mm-hmm. when you see him play, you'll understand. And that other dude who was in, who was the caller before, if he was watching the the uh, tight end from UCLA, he should be watching the wide receiver. Kyle Phillips is ridiculous, and uh, yeah, he's he's one of those steals of the draft. Uh, he's going to be in okay. They made him sit at the Senior Bowl because he was torching everybody. They're like, dude, don't even like don't even play on TV. Honest to God, because yeah, like you're going to make everybody look bad, and you might kill your stock if you get injured. So they told him not mm-hmm. even to play. And, uh, and, and yeah, he's listen, a real deal holy Listen, Rusty, I hear what you're saying, man, and I get it. But And I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I understand both sides of this argument. But when you look at yeah. the New York Jets wide receiver court, if Braxton Berrios walks away, again, Jameson Crowder, mm-hmm. probably gone, but probably not going to bring him back. Keelan Cole is probably going to be gone. Denzel Mims is a big yeah. question mark. It's really just Corey Davis and Elijah Moore at this point. You let Braxton Berrios walk. Not only is Berrios walking out of the door as a receiving threat, but he's also walking out of the door with an all-pro special team kick returner tag assigned to him as well. We all know that he is actually that good. And special teams helps uh, helps teams. There's a lot of hidden yards there, sets you up with a lot of great field position. So are you willing to let all of that walk out of the door to go into the mist and try to find the next guy that we were supposed to be getting after Andre Roberts? Are you really willing to do that when you could just pay the $9 million to keep a guy? And then if you don't, also, if you don't pay him, what does that say to your locker room? What does that say when you have a guy that's a team guy that puts on, that does thing right and performs at a high level and you don't pay him? What does that say? I'm just saying, Rusty, go ahead. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. That's all I'm saying. I I tell Barrios, don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you. You know, honestly, it, 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 you know, like goodbye. And as far as being that team guy, and now you're trying to poach me for an extra $2 million, and then you're going to try and say that you're going to be a team guy, you know, that message is well sent to the locker room is that's not going to fly here. That's a no-fly zone. So that's, you know, that's what that's how I take it. And, you know, you can be replaced. It happens. And, you know, as far as Robinson, yeah, I was sour about that, absolutely, and seeing him go to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But what did he do? Yeah. Like, you haven't heard from him last year. Buffalo didn't go to no Super Bowl. Buffalo couldn't get out of their own way. Buffalo barely beat, you know, over 500 teams. And that goes for the whole season. I think they beat, like, two or three. The rest were sub-500. So, 
you know, like it, um, I, I see through like all the, the, the fake glitter and glam of all that stuff and I'm not buying it. You know, I've, I've, we've eaten too much, you know, crow or whatever, just basic dirt as Jets fans. I've seen it just the madness happen and happen and happen. And everybody's like, look, we've got to stay the course. Can't go out and buy, you know, this and that and free agency. What does everybody do at the end of the year? They freak out. They, you know, they do it like, you know, the Black Tuesday thing for Christmas. Like, oh, yeah, we got to get this guy, that guy. No, stay the course. Go out and get the fish. So I 100% agree with you with Gusecki. I, I am done with oh, him man. killing us. You know, let's get him. And then you draft, <laughs> and then you draft two tight ends. You know, you get somebody like McBride or Otten or Otten and Kohler. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the board with Otten. That's my dude. But I do like, you know, of okay. course, Kohler. And McBride, I I do hope we get two, you know, tight ends in this draft. That's a must to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm trying out a four and ten. And if I can't get him, Nicobe Dean is not going to be there trading back. I I, I think Nicobe Dean is a must to get. And wait, then, wait, wait, hold, you hold know, on, if, hold on, hold on a second, Rusty. Hold on, because you said a lot, man, and I want to I want to really break yeah. I was down. I was going Long <laughs> Island and New York, man. I just started ranting. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, no, no, listen, I hear you. Now, now, you just said you would trade out a four and ten. Okay, so yep. let, let's start with four. Where are you trading from in four? Like, where are you willing to go? And, and who are you, exactly are you targeting when you trade down? Uh, four? I would like to probably target around, like, the Cleveland Steamers, around 13, um, around the Ravens, try and snag, you know, one of Philly's picks. Um probably get or hopefully shoot for like a Pittsburgh at the most but then I'm going to want you know a second and I'm going to want a third round you know as well uh, this is the year I think cause you know how we went backwards I think we're going the other way well we went you know I think we're going the other way and we're going to be starting to put some more money back in our piggy bank you know so, so you're, we can just you're telling keep on me, so, so let's say let's say a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau is there for you're still trading down yeah. Absolutely. Really? I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't wow. buy Thibodox for nothing. And I know his name is Thibodeau. I'm what? just calling him Thibodox, but no. It, what? No way. I don't buy I don't – absolutely. I don't like his – how he, he takes plays off. He's – you know, what? he's hungry, hungry. Then he's like – then he's – I'm not buying it. Yeah, he's cool. He, dude, he's freakish athlete. Can't give, They can't put that past him, no doubt. So is Javon Curse. But you know how that – I mean, not Javon Curse, uh, Clowney. That's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of Clowney. And then I do not Rusty. want Carl Car- Loftus, Mr. Do you, do you T-Rex arms. Oregon? Rusty. No, oh, yeah, I, absolutely I, I, I do. I saying a lot of things. I, I watch this kid. I, oh, yeah. A monster. I understand what people are talking about. I do, and about. I watch him take plays too. off. And I oh, watch wow. him take plays off, too. I do. I watch. I go okay. up there and, and I watch, man. I'm like an owl because they play at night a lot. So I have to sit there and watch him. But I am so watching. there's no player. So in your opinion, if you're the Jets general manager, there is no player that would keep you at four. You're going to make – you're going you're gonna to be like, what? You, your head's going to spin with this one. But I might it even is. use – if. If Hutchison was there, I mean, I would, it would, it would take everything in me to not to just give it away, but I would definitely want, if you, want to grab him. If Hutchison is but there, if Hutchison is I would there, want a King's down. Ransom. King's Ransom, I would move. If, 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 if that there, was, you're still moving it down. It would take, 
if Hutchinson is there and they give me a King's Ransom for, like, next year's first type of deal and, like, a second this year and there, I would. Something like that. When you see Mafe, how crazy he and he just always goes <laughs> up, no, too. Bro, you, nope. No way. It's the devil's lettuce. We always go through this. It's so much good for you. Go ahead, Rusty. Go ahead. You, you, you but, this, I mean, even Boye Mafe. He keeps on chipping away, and he's one of those under-the-radar types of dudes, and he's no joke, man. People keep on sleeping on that kid. Same thing with Gunter. Same thing with, um, what is it, Uh, D'Angelo Malone um, from, uh, where the heck is he from? Western Kentucky, I think he is. Kid's been posting up 13 sacks like nothing every single year. Same thing with Gunter, and same thing um, with Moffat. And they're hungry, and they're not getting noticed, and they don't care. They're and they're based, they're all captains. They just they're straight killers, and they're ruthless. That's what I want, and yeah. I think that's what you know we sort of deserve to have. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm out of my mind though, but I don't smoke crack. No, Thank listen, I, 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 listen, Rusty, <laughs> I hear you. Everybody's every, everybody's got different takes. I tell you what, if Kayvon Thibodeau is there for, uh, there is nothing you're gonna get. Oh, that's me. a no-brainer for me but to trade that. Had had a legitimate pass rush in years. I am taking him. I talked about taking title Lindenbaum before. I would still do it. I don't give a damn. But I hear you. I you love Lindenbaum. Now I grab him mids. You talked I about love him. Yeah, you talked about ten. What is the furthest you're yep. willing to move down from ten before you you're like in a no man's land, right? Where if you're the Jets general manager, what is the furthest that you're willing to trade down from ten? Similar to four pass like Pittsburgh. You know, I'm I'm going to be staying from, like, the Cleveland Steamers at 13 to, mm-hmm. you know, like, around 20. Because that's around where 20. I I just want to tr- – yeah, I just want to stack and rack as much as possible and if possible. And the main guy that I absolutely want out of this draft is N'Kobe Dean. He's the quarterback oh. of defense. I, I he, That guy is – that's my dude. And second would be Linderbaum. You know, it's just too early to get. And if we can stack and use rants, like hold Hamilton as ransom or people like that or Thibodeau as ransom uh, or, or Neil as ransom, I would love to do that. And, okay. you know, that's how I think. And because in, in, in this draft alone, you can get Kennard in, like, the third. He's from, he's awesome. Uh, you can mm-hmm. get um, Donovan West out of ASU. He's a maniac. I was liking Penning, but they have him way too high. I had him in, like, the third and stuff. I'd have to, you know, he seems like a muscle car you'd have to work on. But, like, yeah, yeah. you know, those those are my types of dudes. And then, like, Leo Chanel, and then for, like, the running backs, I like White, Haskins, and then the Mike Allscott of, um, what is it, Horvac. That kid is nasty yeah. from Purdue. He got injured. He didn't play a lot this year, but he literally has Mike Olscott's number, and he's from Purdue. Can't even make this up. But yeah, a, I don't know. This time of the year drives a, me insane. A, I'm pretty sure it does to you too. Yeah, there's a lot of guys out there now. This is my final question for you, Rusty. You've been bringing the heat. You got a lot of different takes. I respect them. When you look at our our running back situation, what is your evaluation of Michael Carter, and would you re-sign Tevin Coleman? I love Carter, and uh, he was funny as heck, too, when um, they interviewed him. I don't know if it was for their, the Pro Bowl or for, like, a little thing for the Super Bowl, but he was funny. He killed it on the uh, – wherever he was on. But um, I take – I wouldn't do Coleman again. I would grab somebody else 
Like, uh, who'd you say before? Like Brita? He's fast as heck too. He's nasty. Yeah, Matt Brita. He's familiar with that, and he's familiar with the offense. And I'm grabbing one of those kids out of you know later rounds and in the draft. I either want White, Haskins, or uh, Horvac from uh, Purdue. Yeah. Those are and that kid Horvac is you know he's six three, two forty. He's a and he can catch, yeah. block, and run. So. Ooh. And uh, maybe an yeah. Eric Ekenzuma, too, from uh, Texas Tech. I love that kid. I think he's yeah. better than Burks. Dude, there's, there's yeah, so many said, guys that said that. that come it's crazy. In the New York Jets, man. There's so many guys that can come in and really have an impact on our roster and what we do here. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be this exciting. Year's a plethora. It absolutely is. Yeah, it really That's is. <laughs> I got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You came in with some takes, and it was a lot of fire. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too, Joe, and have a great one, Savages. All right, salutes. Have a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all call. There's a lot of heat going on. Next, I'm going to my guy, from North Carolina. Steve, we'll come to you next. This is my guy, man. He knows his Jets. He knows what he's talking about. First off, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. We're talking Jets. We're talking Senior Bowl. Give me your thoughts about a player that you saw perform well at the Senior Bowl that you think the New York Jets should definitely take a look at drafting. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? It's always good to talk to you. Um, I think obviously the tight ends. You know, the tight ends have been uh, a subject for a matter of years now because the Jets haven't really gotten very much of contribution from the tight end position. And I think that's kind of stuntifying the offense. It's good to have wide receivers and backs, but if you can get some contribution from the tight end position, it's just another mm-hmm. dimension to your offense. And we've seen how devastating it can be from the Patriots, even the Chargers, you know, when they had had their big tight end at the time and the Chargers, you know, had a very yep. good program and, We've seen what tight ends can do. I think people underrate what a tight end can do because tight ends typically are bigger than your typical wide receiver. They can outrun your linebackers, and cornerbacks can't just bump into them and knock them down like they can those small wide receivers. That's a real problem, you know. That's why Mm -hmm. Trey McBride has been such a hot hot topic. You know, I'm hearing Mm -hmm. talk about him going late in the uh, first round, which is, I think, within the range that he'll probably go because his his stock is rising. You know, his stock was good before the the Senior Bowl, and now the Senior Bowl, he's probably a good bet to be a, what, top 20, top top 25 pick and be gone. And uh, anybody wants him, they're going to have to either take him where they're at. If they pick late in the first round, probably going in and think about selecting him or going and trade in like the Jets. You know, they have the picks to do it, to jump back into that first mm-hmm. round and possibly grab him, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know you want to – I'm going to let you get to that in a second. Listen, and you, I talked about Trey McBride earlier, and I said the exact same thing. Yeah. There was a lot of people at first saying, hey, mid-second round, you know, high second round is probably where he's going to go. Now it's, dude, this dude's going top, you know, somewhere in the 20. 20s on down. That's what we're talking about in the first round now. Yeah. Now, when you look at packaging picks, you're saying you believe that the New York Jets, if they want him, should trade back up into that first round, maybe packaging some mid-round picks to go up and get him. So that's something that you would be all right with. Oh, yeah. I think um, 
especially if they can trade down with the 10th pick. Now, if they trade down with that 10th pick, that would give them more flexibility in which to be able to do that, you know, relatively easy, yeah. you know, without much of a, a loss in terms of uh, draft capital, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You I think that's something that should definitely be explored. Yeah, because McBride is uh, the top top tight end in this draft, and uh, he's someone that's been on my radar for a while. Him, Isaiah Likely, and uh, I like Jeremy uh, Rucker. You know, he has that athleticism, that long frame, and I think he's going to be <laughs> be a pretty good one as well. I think he's underrated, you know? Yeah, yeah. What do you but about I wonder Jake why Curry? no one has talked about uh, the tight end from Utah. I don't know if anybody's heard any word where he declares eligibility or not. His name is Britt Keithy from Utah. Mm. Now, I don't know if you ever heard about this guy, but he, if you imagine a tight end, that's a little smaller. He's about 230, but he's really mm-hmm. fast, really quick. Mm. He's able to make defenders miss with spin moves and basically mm-hmm. take it to the house on a straight run where he just make one man miss, that's it, he's gone. And he's basically mm-hmm. taking it the distance. Brett Keith, he's another guy that was on my radar. I don't hear anybody talking about him. I don't know if he's eligible or not. I was looking for him to come out last year. He didn't, he didn't come out. And then I haven't heard yeah. much about him this year. Yeah, I, I mean, don't this, know this whether, whether he might go on draft or what. Yeah, we'll, we'll mm. see where he goes in. But there's so many guys, like you talked about as well. Jeremy Rucker, Cade Odden, I think, has really started to catch on with some Jets fans as well. Isaiah Likely yeah. from from, uh, from Carolina, too, has, has definitely yeah. caught the eyes of a lot of people. And I wanted to get your thoughts on Jake Ferguson, man, from Wisconsin, because there's a lot of people saying, listen, if – if Trey McBride is a little too rich for our blood to try to get back into that first round, maybe a guy like Jake Ferguson might be there for us at the top of that second. Mm. What were your thoughts about him? Do you think he's a guy we should target? Oh, yeah, certainly. It looks like this tight end class is a very solid class. Now, last year's class was top-heavy. You know, you had uh, Kyle mm-hmm. Pitt, who was this yep. rare uh, freak of nature, and then you had Fry, Fry move, you know, the other tight end, and then it was wasn't, wasn't too much going on. This group is a good group. I think any combination we come out of, whether it's uh, McBride, Likely, McBride, Stucky, Stuckett, uh, Kolar, is going to be light, uh, light years above what we have because the group we have is not very good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they're going to be definitely not great. Yeah, and, and I think you were going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, Rusty definitely spoke on not not trading down before, not trading or trading down at four, no matter who was there. What are your thoughts about Kayvon Thibodeau? Because I've always been, listen, I love uh, Linderbaum, loving to death. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if Thibodeau is there at four, I just I don't know how you could pass on him. What are your thoughts about him? Because there's a lot of Jets fans all over the all over the place about the evaluation on him. I would tell Jet fans out there, I've been a Jet fan for 42 years. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I've had a chance to watch film on him and read his scouting work. Kayvon Thibodeau is a rare freak of nature. He's dominant. Yeah. He has pass rush moves. You know, obviously, once he gets to the pros, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll further refine his game. But he's got pass mm-hmm. rush moves. He's got explosive get-off that at times is so scary, is so fast and scary <laughs> that he could be a very, very dangerous man. Very powerful. I've seen him take tackles, get on their collar, and walk them, throw them to the ground. You know, he's he's interesting. And that, I, what I like is he's not that big. It will fool you. You think this lean little guy isn't as strong and powerful as he is. 
Make no mistake, Kayvon Thibodeau is a, is a tremendous edge rusher. He's the one guy in this draft that you have to take him. You take him over O-line, you take him over every other position except, you know, QB. And even QB class isn't that good. So you take him over a QB. Kayvon Thibodeau is, is a monster. You've got to take this yeah. guy. Now, somehow, by some miracle, some grace of God, he falls away at four, and Joe Douglas passed on him for old lineman. I'll never forgive Joe for that. That's what that means from pure PS. Pass on this guy called Equano. Now, get, don't get me wrong. Equano is a top-tier prospect. To me, it's him, Linderbaum, and mm-hmm. Kenya Green. Those are the three best old linemen in this class. Not to say Evan Neal doesn't have good quality, but those are the big three. Mm-hmm. Kayvon Thibodeau is above all of them. You've got to take Kayvon Thibodeau. If he's there for you take him. You run to that. I'll be running to that podium and tripping and make a fool out of myself. Turn that card in. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, again, you know, yeah, that, you know, and again, I respect everybody's takes, you know, salutes to everybody, you know, all Jets fans, but I just, I look at Kayvon, I watched him out there in Oregon. And it was just like, dude, there's no way you don't take this guy if he's there at four. He's the only guy that yeah. I would look at passing on, you know, possibly not taking uh, somebody along the offensive line because he's that – I believe he's that good, you know. But, again, I respect everybody's take and understand it. That, that's just my thought process on that. But when you yeah. look at this that's roster right. right now and you look at the wide receiver position, there's a guy, Braxton Berrios, that could be walking into free agency. There's a lot of rumors swirling that he may want $9 million per season. If you're the Jets general manager, are you giving Braxton Berrios $9 million per to stay here with the New York Jets. Is that something that you would do? Uh, now, on that that issue of that number, you know, Joe is going to be looking for to get players at as, as lower numbers he can possibly get. He's probably going to have his own numbers. But I'm hoping with this Barrios thing that they can split the difference somewhere between that seven and that nine. Maybe they can split the difference and, 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 re, and reach an agreement in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping they can. It would be a shame to lose Barrios. I think about back in the day when the Jets lost Chad Morton. You remember that? When we lost all those players to the Redskins? We yes, lost Fisher, I was just about to Chad say that. Morton. Chad Morton to the Redskins. Yep. Yeah. That's go right. Ahead, ahead. I remember I that. We lost, I, hope, uh, I hope not to get repeated that. We've yeah, had some Ferguson, good, good kick returns. And then mm-hmm. I think about Leon Washington breaking his femur, and then that was the time that his yep. contract was up, and he broke his femur, and we didn't bring him back, and – you know, we've had a rich, uh, rich tradition, not only at the center position, but with some very talented kick returns. You know, even back in the day, back in the 80s, with Bobby Humphrey and JoJo Townsale, under uh, Larry Pascarell, the special teams coach at that time, who was highly regarded, went to ESPN. Uh, we've had a rich tradition, and I'm hoping we can continue it with burials. Because for a while, we lagged. You remember after uh, – uh, 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 West off retired, we kind of lagged a little bit, and we weren't that good. We had a yep. few years when we kind of lagged, and that's not us. You know, we're usually one mm-hmm. of the best in the league at kicking punt return yardage and also in kicking punt return coverage. We've done very good, you know. I want to see us mm-hmm. return to that because I think that's going to be an important element if we want to return to uh, what we were under former head coach Rex Ryan and start winning games again, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, that's something we absolutely have to do. And for me, it's just like that's why I'm looking at the situation and I go, look, I understand it's $9 million, and I'm hearing for a lot of people, I'm not on the bandwagon for $9 million, but I said 7 to 8, Not he might push me to 9, to be completely honest, because this yeah, guy yeah, is me too. out there. 
I mean, you know, when you look at the situation here, again, we're a team that's still in the rebuild. We're trying to, you know, yeah. continue to find the weapons that we need. But uh, yeah. Jamison Crowder, probably gone after this season, right? Uh, that's Tim right. Cole, probably gone after the season as well. Who else that's is there right. outside of Elijah Moore and Corey Davis? I mean, yeah, you could bring in a rookie, but can you really expect big numbers out of a rookie in their first year? I don't yeah, think so. Can you expect right. the type of production that you're going to get from Baxter Burial in their first year? I don't even know if you'll necessarily that's get that. Right. So it's like – That's right. And he's an all-pro kick returner. I mean, you just talked about all these guys. We talked about Andre Roberts, which was a long time ago. You know, that was a yeah, long I time that. ago that we had that guy. Yeah. When you know when are we gonna when are we gonna start rectifying situations and making sure that guys that perform well stay here? Because if they're not, that's right. what they are we doing? Do that. We're not keeping our own guys. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's I'm just, right. That's what I look that. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and again, I'm not, I'm not on the that. nine million bandwagon, but I'm just saying. You know what I'm just saying? <laughs> when are we gonna hopefully, start hopefully doing? That, inside uh, Joe Douglas and and Barrios's agent, hopefully they can work out a deal and and, and meet somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. I'm hoping between yeah. what, whatever Joe's number is, which probably is a little less than what Barrios is looking for, and if they can reach a deal in the middle, that'll be good for the Jets mm-hmm. and, and good for the fan base and everybody. Because obviously we want to see Barrios stay. He's a good feel good story. He's going to help our special teams unit and help Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson started going to him late in the year. You know, we start catching yep. more passes, and that's a positive. Like you said, Crowder, he's gone. You got a couple of guys that are going to be gone. So, I mean, who's going to fill that role, to tell you the truth? Exactly. You know, exactly. I'm, I'm a little nervous exactly. about it. It's good they try to get into negotiations early. I'm hoping they can reach you. I got to believe that Joe Douglas is interested in retaining him. So, hopefully, they can mm-hmm. work something out. That's yeah, right. I'm hoping they are as well. Now, now, when you look at our running back situation, somebody, my final question before I let you go, you've been bringing yeah. the heat, man. What are your thoughts about the running back position here? Because I think that Michael Carter's phenomenal, but then you look at kind of yeah. what's behind him and Ty Johnson, kind of his question mark. He was disappointing to me. Tevin Coleman looks like he's going to be walking in free agency. We'll see what happens with him yeah. going forward. Austin Walter, I think, played solidly, you know, when we actually gave him the ball. What is your assessment of the running back situation at this point? I think we probably at some point, maybe in the middle rounds or somewhere fairly early, maybe third or fourth round, probably going to add another running back, maybe possibly in free mm-hmm. agency. I'd like to see us get a big back, you know, sort of thunder and lightning when we get the 215, 220-pound back that's a little more, uh, you know, a little more powerful, somebody that can get in there and move the pile a little bit, you know, short mm-hmm. yardage, which I don't think we really have. We have a lot of speed in our offensive backfield, but we don't have that guy that's uh, tough on contact and keeps his legs churning and move that pile and, and where that first defender can't get them down and they can still extend themselves and pick up that extra yard or two. We need that kind of back to complement Michael Carter, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We need that big guy, that big that's body right. guy. And I, maybe we'll yep. find him in free agency again. I, I You know, my, Matt Breed is a guy I think that could fit us. He's a guy that's walking in free agency. We'll see. He's got familiarity with the system, but maybe we target a guy yeah. in later rounds that running back, you know, that can come in and really give us that, that power back kind of feel. Yeah, you're really talking that talk. Yeah, man. that's right. But listen, listen, man, I want to give you a hand because you always bring some fire text, man. Our studio audience, please. Thank you. Yeah, not, not too much. You know what I'm saying? Not too much. This is, this is, <laughs> Thank you. Know you, you made my night. I got to slow down. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. I know you're working, you're doing your thing. Get your money. I want to let you know that. Get your money. You know, we all need that cash. But, uh, you know, I really enjoy talking to you about Jets. I really enjoy talking to you about football, my friend. Yeah, same here, Joe. And you have a good night. You take care of yourself, too. And I look forward to hopefully getting a chance to talk to you again soon. Absolutely. You have yourself a good one, my friend. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. You know, I know I have a lot of new callers, but, again, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Sit on the lines. I can see you. No need to call in and hang up, call in and hang up. I can see you. All right? I know, you know. I got new callers. We'll get to everybody. And salutes to all the savages in the chat. Every single one of y'all, man. Every single one of y'all. I respect y'all. I respect you. I respect the heck out of the savages. Again, we'll keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve. Michael will be coming to you right after that. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, listen, we're talking Jets, man. Braxton Berrios, there's a lot of rumors he wants $9 million per season. If you are the New York Jets general manager, are you paying him $9 million per? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, thank you again for having me on your show tonight. If I'm doing $9 million, I'm going to say no to that. I think he's worth eat like 6 or $7 million. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's your cutoff. So you're just going to go into – are you just going to try to draft a guy that's going to come in and be a kick returner and give you his type of output? I mean, where are you going? Are you going to the free agency and trying to grab a guy? What are you doing? No, I mean, I mean, the thing is I think we could find maybe someone else maybe at that position if the Jets do decide to let Barrios go. Like maybe if there's someone in the draft that we could use like for for the future – and, um, you know, and, and it depends on free agency. I know some people are looking at Cordell Patterson. But the thing is about Cordell Patterson is I don't know if he's past his prime prime now mm. because he, he's, been, cause he's been in the league for many years. I mean, we'll see what happens with Barrios before free agency. I mean, I would like the Jets to re-sign him because he could definitely be a big future kick returner for us, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, again – I know everybody's just saying walk away from him. I get it. You know, $9 million per is it's, it's serious. But when you have a guy that has put together the type of production that he's put together and then you also look at the all-pro kick returning, I mean, it's going to be tough to walk away, you know, because, again, Jamison Crowder, probably not going to be here next year. Keelan Cole, probably not going to be here. After yeah. that, what do you got? Denzel Mims, Jeff Smith maybe. I don't I don't. you know. Come on. You got, only thing left is Corey Davis and, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, it's like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But moving forward, when you look at the senior bowl, man, there's a guy, Trey McBride, his stock has risen, let me tell you. There was a lot of Jets fans in love with him, possibly taking him high in the second. Now there's a lot of talk about him being a late first-round guy from 20 down. Is Trey McBride a guy that you would be willing, if you're the New York Jets general manager, would you be willing to pair – some mid-round picks to trade back up into the first round to get. Is that something you'd like to see the New York Jets do, Steve? If the Jets are really high on Trey McBride, then maybe, yes, I would do it. But the thing is, though, I don't know if the Jets are going to do it. I mean, listen, I I am a big fan of Trey McBride. He's got Mm -hmm. a lot of potential. I mean, the only thing is you don't really, really, really 
draft a tight end in the first round. I mean, listen, I know the Falcons did that last year when they took Kyle Pitts fourth overall. I mean, I mean, I know Kyle Pitts is an unbelievable talent, but if I'm looking at if I'm looking at the situation, it, 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 I mean, listen, if the Jets front office feels that they should trade up to go get Trey, uh, Trey McBride, you know, go for it. But, I mean, there's also the other guy, you know, people mentioned from uh, Wisconsin, uh, Jake Ferguson, who's, who's supposed to be another good tight end. I mean, listen, I wouldn't mind if the Jets got a tight end in free agency and then got one of those tight ends in the in the draft. I don't think we're not going to get both of them in the draft if, if that's going to be the case scenario. I mean, because the only thing is, we we desperately need a tight end because the tight end position is a position that the Jets need. I mean, we haven't had a really good tight end since um, since what's his face when we used to have Dustin Keller. We Dustin haven't Keller, had a yeah. really really good tight end. Yeah, so, uh, I mean you, you're you're facts. You're talking facts. Dustin Keller was like the last guy that was able to make a play here, and then after that, there was a lot of question marks. Yeah, so. You know, I mean, we, we've taken tight ends in the first before Dustin Keller was taken in the first, you know, late in the first. So, yeah, we, we I mean, late in the first. we ended up trading with the Packers yeah. that year to get Dustin Keller. I remember that. I remember that draft. Yeah. And that ended up being a great pick for us, even though we made that trade with Green Bay to mm-hmm. get that to get that pick. But, you know something, Joe, I don't know what's going to happen. We got to see what happens in free agency. I mean, listen. You know, when I look at the free agency at the tight end position, you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of Jets fans are high on Dalton Schultz. I like Dalton Schultz, too. I don't know if we get yep. it, but my second option would be getting Mike Gesicki from Miami. Because if anybody also doesn't know this, Mike Gesicki is a New Jersey native. He is He mm. is originally from New Jersey. I don't know what town he's originally from, but I know he's a New Jersey native. And I think having Kasicki play from home could be really big. I mean, I don't know if he would want to come play for us, but we'll see. Well, I mean, clearly he's from Jersey. He plays he plays against us pretty comfortably. Feels like right at home when he's cooking us. You know what I'm saying? Feels yeah, like he's right at yeah. home when he's shredding us for hundreds of yards every single season. What more you know do you saying? want from me? Come on, Mike. Don't do this to us for another year, dog. Just come over and sign. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see you again in a Dolphins uniform. So my final question for you, Steve, before I let you go, give me your thoughts and evaluation on Michael Carter, man. What are your thoughts about him this season? No, let me tell you something, Joe. Carter is going to be the future running back for us because, you know, we got him in the fourth round. There's been a lot of really good play, good running backs that have been taken in the draft mm-hmm. league that were really, really good running backs like – when you look at the Saints, when they got Alvin Kamara, he was a former fourth-round pick. Um, um, and then, like, um, and, and the thing is, like, I think we finally have our future number one running back in Michael Carter. I think Michael Carter will be the big future. Now, Joe, before you do let me go, I want to hear your thoughts because now this is Super Bowl week. I want you to give me your final thoughts of the Super Bowl. Who do you think wins the Super Bowl this Sunday? Uh, man, let me tell you something. This is going to be, I'll tell you what, this is going to be a really crazy game. I was kind of shocked, you know, seeing what was going on out there. Uh, 
I was happy to see, you know, Brady be sent home, you know what I'm saying? So we ain't got to deal with him again, ever so listen, again, Joe, you know, because walked away as yeah, well. Yeah, Joe, because obviously with Tom Brady mm-hmm. retired, and I even said it to mm-hmm. a lot of people, we don't have to worry about Brady being in the Super Bowl this time. We don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes being in the Super Bowl. Now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not this yep. Mahomes. He, he is an unbelievable yep. talent, but it's time for a change, you know. I mean, I'll just say yeah, this really is. quickly before I let you see your Super Bowl prediction. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a really good game. I would love to see the Cinderella team, the Bengals, win the Super Bowl. I mean, because obviously they are a big Cinderella team right now of the way of how they've been playing. However, though, I just think that the Rams, in my opinion, are a much better football team. But I think the game is going to be close. I think the Rams yeah. will beat the the Bengals. My final score is I'm going to go 27-23 Rams. Yeah, I, I, I see I see that right there, man. I think I think the uh, I think the Rams will end up taking it as well. So that's my take there. But listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It was phenomenal to speak to you. We'll keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in next. I'm going to my guy Michael. Michael, I'm coming directly to you. I want to talk to you a little bit about these Jets. Michael, listen, man. Braxton Berrios, $9 million per. Give me your thoughts about it. Would you pay him that if you're the New York Jets general manager? Well, I hope he doesn't make the same mistake that they did with Robbie Anderson and let him go. Mm. So I just hope that the money is not just the only issue. He adds a lot more than just, you know, having that salary. You know, the continuity mm. with the offense the special teams, you know, what's your price for that? And, you know, looking at for someone else to do the same thing he's doing or at the level he's doing it, we're building, and you want to keep that continuity. That's what, what's so great about what happened at the Senior Bowl is that you saw how the Jets were so organized, how they organized, you know, the, the coaching staff and the continuity that they had with the other players, and compared to what the Lions were, was looked dysfunctional. We finally have mm-hmm. a coaching staff that knows what the heck they're doing. So you don't let players yeah. like Berrios go. Now, of course, mm-hmm. you're going to use that for left, but there'll be a common ground that they can meet, and you shouldn't let them go at all. That yeah, be yeah. So, so you would have no problem with paying $9 million per. <laughs> that, that for you is, is well, okay, I, I fine. Think the, you know what? If, if you do – if you do, I always thought that he was going to get maybe 22 and a half for four years. Which was like six and a half. Well, if you go to twenty-four for three, that's eight. I'm sure that would work out. Okay, okay. So when you look at now, you look at the senior bowl because you talked a little bit about it. Trey McBride, his stock is soaring right now. Would you like to see the New York Jets package some picks to move up into that late first round and take them before a team could possibly jump them and grab him? Is he a guy that you covet that much? Uh I, I'm hearing everybody talk about, the, oh, we need a number one receiver, number one receiver. They could not run the 12 personnel uh, this year, and that's a staple of uh, LaFleur's offense. Now, with that being said, they want to run, uh, you know, Joe Douglas and Stahl have been saying this with LaFleur, they want to run the ball and they want to throw it to the tight end. Well, running the ball means you need the, the offensive line to be really secure. I mean, you, you brought in LDT, which was great, but he's really a backup. He's not – but he was better than GVR, who got sex and hurt. So – but you still need to build that offensive line. 
right? So mm-hmm. they've been talking about trenches, trenches, trenches. And that's what they, guys, it's, it's not going to be flashy stuff. The, the, the tools that they're going to get, uh, Zach, is not just this detection, but they're going to go with probably two tight ends and, you know, a running back. And the running back that I'm looking at is Brees Hall out of Iowa State. This guy's got the most TDs for the past four years. Only one year he got beat out, and that was by Nike Harris, by one touchdown. This guy gets 20 touchdowns or more every year. So you, uh, people listening should look into him. That, and he's a, similar, a big back similar to Michael Carter. Michael Carter came out of North Carolina as, you know, alternate back because he, he shared time with Williams, who went to Denver. So he's used to doing that. They're, they're both going to be number ones. You don't want to, when someone comes in, you know, have a different type of game plan, then the defense knows kind of, okay, they're limited. But if he does the same thing, just a bigger back, they still have to worry about all the tools that Michael Carter has. So he would be a perfect fit. Two tight ends, mm. uh, Jake Ferguson, perfect, along with, with Bryden. Now, to answer your question, you see a lot of the mock drafts that trade with Philadelphia to get their two picks, 15 and 19. You wouldn't have to trade back in. Mm. Okay, yeah. Because you that, got the extra first-round pick. Yeah, you got a yeah. first, first-round pick. And if you're worried about it, then trade the 10. If you go back to 18 or 20 with the Saints or with uh, the Steelers, then you pick Mick right there. And then you, you pick up uh, Zion Johnson in the second round. And you're yeah. going to get an yeah. extra That's second round from those guys anyway. So now you can pick exactly. up the running back there if you have to, or you pick up a, a, you know what who really stood out wasn't so much the edge rushers there, which I do love uh, Jermaine Johnson from uh, Florida State. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's lasting to the second round either. So those might be two Man, picks. If I... you do get those two picks, you can pick those two guys up, you know, at 15 and 19, right there. Beautiful. Along with Linda Baum or Icky, you know? That kid, that kid, Jermaine Johnson, I'll tell you what, that, that guy was really showing up and showing out. That's that's a kid, like you said, as well. I think that if, if he hadn't been seen the way he was seen at the Senior Bowl, we might have been able to have a shot, but he probably is not going to be there when we're looking to take him. So, listen yeah, to this, Michael, I, I want to thank you for yeah. calling in, man. Go, go ahead, give me your last You got it, Joe. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you, man. You have a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515 602 is the number. Call in. Next, oh. We were going to 225. We lost your 225. Come on back in. But next, we're going to go to CT. We're going to my guy, CT. CT knows what he's What's talking up? about. Salutes to you. What's going on, CT? You already know what time it is. Braxton Burials, <laughs> $9 million per. We've been talking about it all night. If you are the New York Jets general manager, are you paying him that? Yes or no? You know what? You know, I will see our counter offer, give him a seven or eight. But if he wants that nine and he's staying from in there, I'll give it to him. I don't see he deserves it. Uh, you know, it's not too okay. much money. People act like, you know, it's super, like, expensive. We have a lot of cap space, uh, and I think you you got to retain players that have shown heart on the team, and you got to retain players that have earned, you know, their, their, their place. And he was honestly a gadget player. He was doing all types of stuff. Special teams um, came around on um, jet sweeps. And he was super reliable with Zach when he was uh, needing somebody to just dump the ball over to and consistent. One of Zach's favorite targets. So to help Zach out, give him that consistency, with familiarity, you know, you want to give him the extra $2 million, fine, go for it. Because, you know, 
there will be another offseason next year where we get where we can spend money and there will be more cap money. I mean, it's just a matter of how you put the puzzle piece together. You know, I don't think it's too much to give to give the guy. He thinks he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, again, I've, I've argued both sides there. There are some people that are for it. I, Nine million is kind of tough. I was in the seven to eight, but at this point, I'm like, do I really want to lose a guy that has had as much production as he's had with us, that's shown the grit, shown the heart, and also been an all-pro kick returner for us? I don't know if I want to walk yeah. away from that. You know what I'm saying? He's I don't know if I want to walk he's away dog, from man. that. Yeah, yeah Braxton's very he's an official dog. And he did, and yep. when he gets out on that field, he's somebody you can count on. You know, so like when you let yeah. people like that walk out of your organization, it does sting. And if he ends up in Miami or he ends up in New England, it'll be a nightmare for us. So hold on, some pay the guy. You know, he, he's a great player, and he's been a jet through and through since he we, we picked him up from New England. Uh, let him, let him, you know, have a couple more years out here and have some great years with us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so when you look at the at the Senior Bowl, man, is there a guy at the Senior Bowl that you feel like performed so well that it impressed you and you're looking at it and you're saying, hey, this is a guy that the New York Jets should draft? You know what, man? Everybody has their draft, mock draft, and their their ideas of things, and, and they kind of like are really going all for building around Zach Wilson. Even you, I get it. You build around Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. But when I see a stud player, I see it, and I'm like, just take that guy, add him to your squad. And let's go. And Perry Young, Winfrey, even though he's a defensive tackle, I would find a way to get him on our squad. He seems like he's a he's a difference maker. I'm not sure if Fuller on Zufatisasi is coming back. If he's not, then I would find a way to get Perry Young Winfrey on this team because uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's there's more. You know, obviously everybody's talking about Trey McBride. I get it. He looks great. I mean, I, if we get him, I'll be happy for sure. I do think there's other tight ends as well. We can we can probably pick up later on. So I'm not going to be mad. Let's say we trade back from ten though. To 20, mm-hmm. I know that uh, Pittsburgh wants to take a quarterback, so they might want to take Malik, Malik Willis. Trade back, and we pick up their um, their two second-round picks as well. Then we have a ton of picks in the second round to possibly get a tight end or get Trey McBride at 20. You know, if you get Trey McBride at 20 and then we fill out the edge rushers and the wide receivers and offensive line throughout the second round, that would be awesome too. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, when it comes down to, oh, yeah, or Rashad White, running back. Rashad White, he just yeah. his patience with the pocket, and how he uh, chooses a lane. He's very decisive on what he and, and he just makes a ton of yardage just by being that decisive runner. I saw, I saw him in college too, and I was like, all right, let me keep an eye on him. And then he showed out on the Pro Bowl, and I, I mean the Senior Bowl, and I was like, man, I really like this kid. So he's somebody we can get late in the late rounds probably and pair up with Michael Carter. I know there's other running backs as well, but those are the two that um, people are not really talking about that I think stood out to me. Yeah, yeah, those are those are some guys that can get. I'll tell you what, uh, Trevor Penning is a guy that I think you know could we could be looking at as well, depending on what we do at ten yeah. trading down. But Trey McBride's stock has just soared, man. I I thought he was a guy that we could grab maybe early in that second, but it's not looking like that anymore. It's looking like he's going to go late first round but if at we this point. Down, so, to 20, with Pittsburgh, we can get him at twenty. If we trade down to yeah, twenty that, with that, like from the ten to twenty. We can get him at 20, yeah. you know, if, if, if he's that quality. And we also pick up some extra rounds so we get another wide receiver in the second round or something. I know people want to get a wide receiver in offensive line. Uh, there's a lot, of, like you said, Trevor Penning also. He looks really good, you know, so we might want to pick him up, put him in the guard spot, you know, and in the second round. You know, everybody's saying that we got to, 
you know, get, you know, all these offensive linemen in the in the first round. I mean, there's a you never know. You can pick somebody up. There's a lot of offensive linemen that have been drafted second round, third round that have been super, you know, great fits for their team. So I trust the staff. That's one thing I think it took away more than anything is I trust the staff to get the right guys. Mm-hmm. And with this information and intel at the Senior Bowl, I'm just super excited for seeing what where the Jets go in free agency and where they go in the draft this year. It's going to be super fun to see the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah, it is. Now, my final question before I let you go is give me your evaluation of Michael Carter in this running back situation here. Is Tevin Coleman also a guy that you would like to see resigned and brought back to the Jets? He didn't do too bad, Tevin. He didn't do bad. Um, now, I, I, he's not like a must sign. Like, if we have gotten our free agents and we think we can add him, then sure. But um, I'm more on the camp of um, drafting a running back to pair with him. But Tevin, I mean, I don't mind bringing him back. He also had a decent, you know, punt return too. Like, so the guy, is a, the guy shows that he could play, you know. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against bringing him back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Listen, CT, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too. Good night. All right. Peace. Listen, CT calling in with some heat. He brought the take. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in again. I know I have a lot of new callers. When you call in, please don't call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. I will get to you. Just be patient. We get to everybody here. Next, I'm going to my guy, Max. This is Maxwell. He's Hi. calling in. He's got some takes. Salute to hey, you, my friend. I want to uh, thank you for calling in tonight, man. Give me your thoughts, man. Braxton Berrios, $9 million per. Are you taking them? Max? I think we lost him. I think we lost him. Salute to him. Hopefully, he'll be able to call back in. But uh, he wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was too much heat. You know what I'm saying? Just smoking them. Smoked them out right there. A lot of heat in his phones. You know what I'm saying? We heat up phones around here. A lot of hot takes. A lot of hot stuff going on. But I'll tell you what. We talked about a lot tonight. And when we discussed this running back situation here, look, I look at it like Michael Carter was phenomenal this year. Phenomenal, man. Really like what he brought to the table. Big time offensive threat for us. One of the guys that was really putting on before he got injured. This kid, I cannot wait for him to come back because I'm telling you, his ability has been unbelievable. We've seen him come out of the backfield and catch the football. We've seen him, you know, when handed the football, he can find holes, and he's a guy that can move, man. He can really move. So I like what he brings to the table uh, with the New York Jets. Tevin Coleman's a guy I look at and I say, hey, we could move on from him. We really could. I mean, I understand, you know, he's a guy, a veteran back. He understands the system. But, again, we got guys like Austin Walter, who I thought played well. Ty Johnson is a guy I want to see come back and be on the rebound. Maybe he's a guy that can put some things together next year. For me, at times during this season, too many drops. He also had some critical uh, fumbles as well at times in game. So he's got to clean those things up going into next season. But, again, we also have other options as well in free agency. Matt Breida, there's other guys out there. I've heard you know some Jets fans talk about getting Fournette on the cheap. There's all kind of – things going on and flying around out there that could happen with the New York Jets as far as free agency. And there's also backs as well uh, in the draft, too, that could really make some impact. So this running back situation here with the Jets, you know, is looking pretty solid, especially, again, with Michael Carter coming in and doing some of the things that he's done. So 
Now, with that said, man, we're going to go ahead and close this show out. This has been a hot show. <laughs> this has been a hot show. There was a lot of talk. You know what I'm saying? I look, Braxton Berrios, $9 million. That, that gets people fired up, you know? So, listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000, all right? Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. If you want to troll me, no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times, all right? At all times, I will have that Vera Tucker jersey on, okay? I'm just saying. One of the best linemen in the league, all right? You need a good player. You need a good lineman. You can always call on a Trojan. That's all I'm saying. Just go to USC. Everything else will be figured out. You know what I'm saying? Fight on. That's all I'm saying, you know? So I'll be down there. You want to troll me, I'll troll you right back. Also, I'm also on YouTube as well, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets is the YouTube. Long Beach Joe Jets. Go there, subscribe, hit that notification bell, give the content a thumbs up and if you want to troll me on there no issue hit me in the comments i will troll you right back okay we can go back and forth on there as well and as always people when you see me in person it is arms out chest open free hugs for everyone okay free hugs for everyone they will cost you absolutely nothing i want to thank you folks for listening without you people i'm absolutely nothing thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen and call into the show You folks are the absolute best, all right? Again, thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace.